Hey guys, in today's episode, we have a special guest, Andres David Pena, and this is going to be a two-part interview. So, hope you guys enjoy. Everybody, Scott here, and you're listening to Life Talks. So we have a special guest today. His name is Andres David Pena. Right? And if you're imagining how handsome he looks with that name, imagine twice as handsome as that. He's double, <laughs> double as attractive as the name sounds. But uh, Andreas is here. Uh, it's, the, it's the lighting. In it's, it's the lighting in the Colombia that <laughs> yeah. just makes you just pop. <laughs> that Latin spice. So I'm here with Andreas in uh, a studio, a very nice studio in Bogota, Colombia. Um, Andreas is a pastor. Right? We're going to call yeah. him Pastor Andreas. Yes. He is Pastor Andreas here at La Casa, uh, which is the house down in Bogota, Colombia. And I have known Andreas for probably 10 years. Maybe, yeah. So the wow. first, the, I know, I was thinking about that today. The first sobredosis I went to, and, and we're going to talk about sobredosis here in a second. The first sobredosis I went to was Lima, Peru. I think it was 2010 with Manny Coya. Maybe, yeah. Maybe 2010, 2011. I can't remember. Might have been. Maybe. No, you think it was 2010. It yeah. was 2010. Uh-huh. So 10 years, people, 10 years in the making. Back then, his getting old, huh? <laughs> yeah, we're still young. We're still. I just like to surround myself with older people. It makes me feel. Like, <laughs> there you go. I mean, back then, I mean, I was what 20, 20 years old. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Didn't speak any Spanish. Just an innocent gringo in Lima, <laughs> Peru. You know, the funny thing is, when I went to sobredosis, uh, so we went to this conference down in Lima, Peru. The Sobredosis Conference, and I'd wanted to be a missionary, and so I thought I wanted to go to Lima. I'm like, that was the most amazing experience of my life. I want to go to Lima. I didn't realize it was actually the church, La Casa in Bogota, that was really doing the conference. And so Mm -hmm. that I think that winter, that December, we did Sobredosis here at Puente Largo in Bogota. Mm -hmm. I brought my family. They were wrecked. Uh, My first Sobredosis experience, I cried the entire time, by the way. (laughs) Uh, and then my dad and family's first experience in December here in Bogota, they cried. That was 2010. Still. I remember, yeah. Yeah, I'd never seen my dad Your cry. Your parents, yeah. Oh my gosh, they, they were, were blown away. They were so blessed, yeah. And Harrison, you remember how short he was? Uh-huh. He was like five foot, and then he comes back and he's like six three. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, "What happened?" Yeah. Um, and so that was the first. Uh, that was the first time I was in Bogota, and then so the next year when we went back to Chiclayo. Remember yeah. Chiclayo? Lima and Chiclayo. Lima and Chiclayo. Uh, crazy. That was, okay. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, we'll have to tell you a story about not going to a sacrificial ritual of the, was it the Mayans? Or Lord, Lord of the Sipan. The Lord of the Sipan, okay? It was literally a uh, an ancient uh, ritual uh-huh. of the Incans or Mayans? The Incas. The Incas, yeah. and we sat in on the ritual that they did at a museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we had a few demonic... And the, the actual bones of the, 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 the who used to be the god for um, of the time, the Lord of the Sipan, was actually there in, 
And after that, we had a terrible spiritual experience. Oh, gosh. I remember. <laughs> never never <laughs> go there. <laughs> well, we can laugh at it now looking back. But, I mean, when it's happened, I mean, people were having terrible nightmares. Yeah. I mean, the atmosphere was really rough mm-hmm. when we started doing the conference. I mean, you think about it now. It's like, you know, a Christian group. And they're like, well, we're going to take you to this, you know, museum where you can see this ancient, you know, Incan ritual. And, oh, man, <laughs> dude, it was dark. It was dark, yeah. <laughs> it was really dark. We learned the the hard way that you you must check spiritual background too of the cultural things. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> no, Chiclayo was that was a rough one, uh, but then I remember we had breakthrough and it was amazing after that. But I remember in Chiclayo, I was sitting at a table with Manny and I'd been praying because I'm like, Lord, I want to do. I feel called to the mission field, and uh, I kept feeling like it was supposed to be in. Uh, I wanted to go because Manny Coyle was moving to Lima yeah. to start his box, mm-hmm. his CrossFit box, and I was going to go with him. And then the Lord told me, "No, you're supposed to be in Bogota." And I said, "Well, Lord, there's no, I have no opportunity. At least in Lima, I can go with Manny and work with him." And He goes, "I'll make a way." And mm-hmm. literally that breakfast, your dad, um, uh, Manny had made some comments that I wanted to go on the mission field. And your dad looked at me and said, we have a school. If you're interested in coming and doing mission work, we can get you in at Beth Shalom. And for me, it was like, that was the Lord. That's it. Let's yeah. go. And that was 2011. Wow. And that came down in wow. 2012. Huh. I know. How fast. Oh, my gosh. Out. I know. I was just, uh, <laughs> like I said, an innocent gringo back then. Innocent gringo. Uh, <laughs> Not <did>. anymore. Not <laughs> anymore. I'm, I'm a gringo with some... <laughs> Rolo, right? Some yeah. Bogota. The Bogota. Colombian. Bogota. That's the way they, they called us here in Bogota. Rolos. Rolos. The guys are Rolos and, and the girls are Rolas. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm really excited to have Andreas on today. And it might be a two-parter. We'll see how long it goes. But Andreas... Um, Really, was it was it you and Tato, or was it just you that kind of birthed the idea of soberdosis? So tell us, tell us what soberdosis is first, and then tell us like how it came to be. Well, we we like to talk about soberdosis as a multi multicultural and multi generational movement of God that empowers people to have deep experiences with the Holy Spirit, and actually the logo and and the thing we did, uh, it's like a needle. With the fire on oh, it, yeah. and, it's, and it's it's about uh, bringing fire into the the, the community. You it's, know, it's a syringe. Uh-huh. A lot of backlash from that. <laughs> from syringe, that how do you call it? A, a syringe. Syringe. A syringe. A needle, okay. Yeah, it's not just a needle. Okay. I mean, it is a needle, but it is a syringe. Uh, it's a great uh, symbol, but everywhere you go, there's oh, it's some backlash. very very. Very it's polemic. Str- you, yeah. you, you use that word too. It's very strong, uh-huh. very strong symbol. And 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 mostly in churches in Latin in South America uh, are very like um, um, I don't know how to say it. In a, in a it it kind of it kind of steps on the religious spirits, yeah. I guess you could say. So using uh, using these negative things to talk about uh, the gospel, it's not well uh, received, you know. Yes. So. Calling uh, a ministry overdose, yeah. that which means sobredosis <laughs> in Spanish. It's so so difficult, and especially with uh, people that comes from Colombia, the drug oh, country, yeah. the, well, the cocaine paradise. <laughs> well, when y'all came in 2019, uh, they did a sobredosis in Shreveport, Louisiana, at Christian Center Shreveport in 2019. And when they came, they sent the logo with the symbol on it. 
and uh and it's like a team from Colombia is coming and the logo has this like syringe and everything on fire and and there are a couple people that called and said what is going on and they were like no 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 this is a good thing it's you know it's just teams coming from Colombia and that oh but it, they weren't as bad as um you know they were just really like what are you doing over there and we told them they were like oh cool yeah and and, and I always like to talk about uh our past in in Colombia because Drug dealing has been really uh, uh, a really hurtful thing in, for us in in Colombia, you know, mm-hmm. because it's uh, for for people outside of Colombia, it's just the drug lords and Pablo Escobar and the big mansions and all the things. But for us in the eighties and nineties, it represented a lot of killings and people yeah. dying and bombing, and mm. it was really tough. Actually, families uh, going back going to work on the morning, it was like saying good by because mm-hmm. I may never see you again because of the terrorism and everything that was, was going on. So I like to say that we were known because we were drug dealers. We were bringing mm-hmm. an overdose of bad things, negative things. Mm-hmm. But now the Holy Spirit is using Colombia to bring an overdose of the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. So it, oh. it's, it's, it's nice to see how God turns everything around. Huh? Turns it all around. And man, when you say an over, overdose of the Holy Spirit, I mean, that's what it is. Uh-huh. Um, like I told in the opening, I said, you know, my first experience with overdoses, I just weeped the entire time. Yeah. And then same with my parents. Amazing. Everyone I've brought just weeps the entire time because you're not used to that. You know, if you're not used to that atmosphere, and very few people actually are, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's powerful. So It is, and, and the idea of uh, our our experiences are weakened and and now now that everybody's calling experience yeah they're no longer services <laughs> they're experiences yeah they're but we do we do a weekend where we're all what or everything that we're doing it's looking for the presence of the holy spirit to be present in our preachings in our worship times in our prophetic rooms everything we do it's looking for that deep experience of the on, on a, an or a deep touch of the holy spirit yeah. in in a personal way not in a not just in a large gathering but everything everybody having a, an encounter one-to-one with yes. the holy spirit that's what we do yes that's, that's the overdose and it happens oh my gosh um so there's three <laughs> pillars of sober doses yeah. what are those three because i i know this but i want him to say it <laughs> what are the three pillars well, of sober doses in in spanish is Palabra, presencia y profecía. They're right? all P's in Spanish. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a perfect acronym. Yeah. And we're doing a Spanish class today. <laughs> so it's presence, uh-huh. uh, the preaching or the word, yeah. and, and prophecy. Prophecy. Oh, that yeah. works. Presence. Presence. Preaching. Preaching. And, and prophecy. prophecy. There okay. you go. It works. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it works. It works. And and this, this th- these three things, we look for uh, for everything that we do to be uh these three things has to be present in everything that mm-hmm. we do the the preaching of the of the of the gospel deep presence of the lord in in through worship or through prayer or through everything we do and then the the um preaching presence prophetic. and prophetic prophetic yeah. and i mean if the holy spirit is in, involved there's got to be a prophetic environment yeah. you know, where the holy spirit wants to talk and, and 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 talk to us oh man and you remember i remember when soberdos first started with manny clay and i can't remember who else a couple others 
Clay, Manny, and Tato. And Tato and, and Andreas. Um, well, I wasn't. I wasn't even preaching that time. <laughs> well, at that time he wasn't, but he is now. It was. It was. Th it was really three people, and they were the only ones who did the prophetic, uh -huh. and they would prophesy over every person in the conference. That's right. And we're talking. They would prophesy all night long yeah, at those did. first couple subredoses. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, so imagine from nine o'clock at night all the way to five in the morning, they're giving prophetic words to people, and people would wait. That's the hunger of the people. Yeah. Nowadays, we think about that, and we're just like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, look, when you're hungry, I mean, and God's moving, dude, you just go with it. And they did that, and now it's been a cool because since then you've seen the evolution of subredosis yes. and now it's like everyone does that. Like it's not just the men on the uh -huh. stage or the people, the ministers on the stage, men or women, it's everyone. And, and that's been so amazing because you might, the most profound prophetic word you get might come from some 14 year old kid yeah. that's using an interpreter to speak to you, uh -huh. you know? Actually, the, the, it's, it's wonderful to see that because I believe that the gospel is for everybody. Yeah. And and God wants to use every every person that it's open to to be used by the Lord, you know. Yeah. So uh, that's what we did since that first overdose that uh, the Lord uh, gave us because it wasn't the, the plan to pray for everybody. Yeah. But when money came and he said, the Lord told us to pray for every person in the in the conference, and we were like, "What? That's <laughs> how? How is that even possible? Yeah. How is the how how is it how is it possible that the Lord wants to talk or 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 wants to give a prophetic word to every person in the room? It, it was for us in the in the beginning. It was crazy. Oh, um, I mean, yeah. We, now, I mean, you Actually, think about it, it still is. Huh? It's, yeah, it's it really. <laughs> well, you say that. Uh, I remember when we were at was it Pastor Roberto's church in Salvador, Brazil. Uh -huh. And we were just supposed to go and do a mini sober doses yeah. and maybe pray, pray for a few people. And we prayed for like three over 300 people, 300 and some people in one, in one day. day. Uh -huh. One day. One day. <laughs> I remember that one was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was, that, that was tough. Yeah. yeah, that was an exhausting. I, I, I wouldn't do it again, but it was, it was worth the it. The grace it of the Lord nice. was in it because I remember I had some of the most amazing moments at that praying for those people. Mm -hmm. I mean, six hours praying and some of the most amazing moments happening. But so you have, you have, uh, preaching and doses. you have the prophetic, mm -hmm. right? And then you have the presence. Yeah. And when I say the presence, I mean, I think when I came, that's what really threw me off is I've never been in an atmosphere of such a tangible, heavy presence of the Lord. It, I tell people uh, when I got back from my first subredosis experience, uh, <laughs> experience yeah. was it was like if you go to the doctor and a dentist and they put like a lead vest on you and they take an x-ray, it felt like that lead vest, just that presence of uh -huh. the Lord sitting on you. And I mean, it was just, it was intense. And I mean, I would just... I would just want to sit in the presence of the Lord and just sit there and sit there and mm -hmm. sit there and sit there. I didn't, nothing, just wanted to sit there. And I never wanted to leave. So every time the worship was going on, I'd run in there and I'd go find a place and I'd just sit there in the presence of the Lord. It was, it was just, it, I mean, and that's what, you know, subredosis, but that's what La Casa does too. Uh -huh. is the church here is big worship. I mean, y'all yeah. are just presence geared. And so you come into a, uh, you come into a service, um, and you just, it's like, whoa, what is this? Uh -huh. Right. And so, and look, I've been, I've been to like, you know, Bethel and all yeah. that. I mean, and y'all are, I mean, it's 
for me, I always say like the presence here is just like I've never encountered <laughs> anywhere. Amen. And so <laughs> anyway, I, I'm not, you know, bragging here. I'm just saying it's a beautiful thing. It's really a gift. I think y'all y'all carry, y'all really do carry that gift because, you know, I've been to prophetic conferences and you get there and you feel the wind of the, on the words, but it's not that presence that abides in the worship like you mm-hmm. find at the Soberdosis conference. Yeah, actually, actually that's, our, I think that's our main target in, Absolutely. in everything we do. Uh, we're like always like these uh, tornado catchers in, yeah, the, yeah. in the in the movies yeah. that are seeking the the presence of the Lord, and yeah. and we're we're always wanting to we make schedules and 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 we plan our conferences, but our main goal or our our main prayer is for that schedule to break into pieces I and know. and to the Holy Spirit to come and take control on, on everything because we love the presence of the Lord and when we see that it's coming in the in the room we stay there and stay there until we fe- we feel that it's it's I, I mean it's it's staying there and I'm, I'm telling you if if what I learned you know being here and working you know with the, the uh, conference overdosis and living here three years and with La Casa what I what I learned more than anything was seeking the presence of God, and it's like it's like trying to find a river, mm-hmm. and when you find it, you want to stay in it, mm-hmm. and so and that is what I mean. It's a it's it's such a gift that y'all have to be able to navigate. And it's like here's where the Lord is. Let's stay here in this vein, and let's stay here. You know, because you go to prophetic conferences, and it's like they're all over the place. You know, this is what the Lord's saying. The Lord's over here. He's there. He's left. He's right. He's up. He's down. And y'all are like, this right here is the emphasis of what God's doing. Y'all find it and y'all stay in that vein mm-hmm. and take us deeper, 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 deeper. I, I remember I have this, you know, when you were talking about scheduling conferences, this is just, just memory popped up into my mind. Like I was, <laughs> it was just yesterday. I remember 19 year old sitting in a conference planning meeting for Soberdosis in Lima uh-huh. in the church La Casa del Padre. And uh, they had like the net on the roof. They didn't even have a roof. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like going through and saying, "Here's plans. It's gonna speak here. Worship time here. Prophetic rooms here. Speaker here. Speaker here." And then it was like, we all know that this is just the thing, but the Holy Spirit can just change all of this. And I mean, He changed it all. I mean, it was yeah. just like completely different. And so I, I just like that impacted me. I mean, 19 years old, never even been part of something like that. Mm-hmm. 20. I was 20, and uh, I was just like, "Oh my gosh." But uh, that's something that y'all are very good at just following the presence and the spirit. Yeah, and and it was everything was pretty new for us too. You know, it was it it was a big and deep desire to see different things happening with us as a young as a young uh, ministry mm-hmm. because we were it was the youth ministry that started to like a, this small conference and let's see what happens and what goes on with this. Yeah. And I ca- I came with the idea with with well the, the Holy Spirit strongly talked to me about doing this that we called sobredosis that we called overdose and yeah. because I was asking the Lord we were we were on a on a good season on our on our youth ministry we were doing okay it was good <laughs> it was fun we're doing good stuff hanging out with the with the kids and you know doing the, everything that you do in a, in a normal a normal youth ministry but mm-hmm. it suddenly it came like with a with a with a tasteless tasteless feeling you know yeah like something's missing something's missing and and it was for over a year that I was asking the Lord you there's gotta be more 
and our our pastors here at our church they were missionaries from their 17 years old and they were all over Colombia doing signs and miracles and all this amazing stuff and we were on our 20s oh my gosh your dad your yeah. dad like when you hear your dad's story i mean i remember i heard him and i'm like lord i got two years to start a revival <laughs> <laughs> like i was like 19, 19 years old and he had already opened like five churches in oh Columbia. my god was... i mean he like literally started that huge revival i mean uh -huh. yeah it, i just you talk about uh <laughs> bad condemnation i put on myself <laughs> i mean me, me too and, oh and that God. was what was going on and, and during that time i was i mean i'm 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 on my first year in in university hmm. um doing well in church i love the lord but i mean there's gotta be something else i'm my mm -hmm. dad's telling these amazing stories about healings miracles experiences with the holy spirit and So that's that's only for them. We're not going yeah. to see that in our in our generation. Wow. And that was my question to the Lord all the time. And, and there's got to be more. I, I was saying, Lord, is this it for us, or do you have more for us? And, and that was my prayer every every time I was coming to 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 my university to study. And one day I was on the Transmilenio. You know it well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the local transportation, public transportation here. <laughs> yeah. And I was coming to my to to class in the morning, and I was again in the same prayer. It was like the same prayer one or one mm. one one uh, one after the other. It was nothing else, and there's gotta be more, Lord. What is it? Do you have more for us? And I was studying advertising and visual arts, and do you know the environment is very oh, yeah. uh, experimental with mm -hmm. drugs, and <laughs> and I remember. Seeing them, how they they did their, they were very shy, very uh, quiet. But when but when they were under uh, drug, uh, how do you call it? And like, like like yeah, getting when, high. yeah, getting high. They were all they were different. Yeah, and they were happy and extroverted. You know, like uh -huh. different different people, different people. After that, they were really sad. It was an, a very empty experience yeah. for them, but. Uh, when that day when I was coming to the to the university, the Lord, I I, I don't I don't I I'm not allowed to say that it was a uh, uh, clear voice that like an audible voice, but it was very strong with with the 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 feeling that I had when when it it, it happened, it was so strong. I I even remember it and my my arms get like goosebumps, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was no, I have something else for you guys. Wow, and wow. I was like what? One year I was praying about that, and that day, that this answer came, and I was like, "Okay, if you have, if wow. you if you have something else for us, what is it?" And I, I immediately I got this answer, and it was, "I want you to be, to have an overdose of the Holy Spirit," and that so it wasn't like a a, a thought name uh, with with a catchy name. Mm -hmm. It was the Holy Spirit that told us the name and, and it was not not because of the name but the way he wanted to do yeah. or the way he wanted to get in our lives as, as a group wow. so it was i i well you you all you'll need <laughs> uh overdose of the holy spirit wow. and i and i suddenly did the 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 parallel with my my friends in mm -hmm. in in, un, in the university seeing how they were transformed by the by this uh drugs and mm -hmm. things they were doing and 
now the, the Holy Spirit is saying, I want that, but not in the way they, they do it, but yeah. in the way I, I'm going to do it. And you're going to be completely transformed mm -hmm. by the experience of the Holy Spirit. And it was like mind-blowing for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I've ever actually heard that story. Uh -huh. uh, but, I mean, that, I mean that, and that's what soberdosis is. That's what y'all do. Yeah. I, be, uh, get an overdose of the Holy Spirit, and people, they come in, They get, they're in sobredosis maybe for a season, maybe just one and first they, time, yeah. And they change. And actually, last year we did uh, in our conference we had a baptism pool, uh -huh. <laughs> and everybody that wasn't from any church that didn't want, didn't knew the Lord or wanted to do like a reconciliation or come back again to to follow Jesus, uh -huh. they came in free because we have a small. Uh, uh, fee to come yeah, because yeah, we yeah. need to cover we gotta cover all expenses, the expenses yeah. but for them it was completely free yeah. and we had 12 people that got baptized on that, wow. on that, on that weekend wow. so, and that was y'all did that at the school right yeah yeah they did it they have a big school with some property and they had a big circus tent uh -huh. and they did it all in this big like revival circus tent yeah and it, it, it was that idea the, the reason for that tent was because uh, the Lord told us that he's going to release uh, an anointing of healing again yeah and this we mm -hmm. wanted to do like this graphic thing of the tents that uh, the they used to do in the 40s 60s yeah with the healing the healing crusades in in the oh, u.s gosh. with the circus tents john g lakes and uh -huh. all them so all we the wanted to evangelists. call that prophetically putting that tent wow. in, in 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 our conference yeah that it's uh i have to say every time i come You know, or when I was even here, part uh, with La Casa and Soberdosis, every time I come back, you guys are probably some of the most creative people <laughs> I think I've ever been around. And, you know, if you know me, I don't have very many creative bones in my body. But, I mean, they come up with so many creative things. You have here. a creative wife. I have a very creative wife. Yeah. The Lord knew I needed some creativity, and so gave me a wife uh, who's very creative. But, uh, I mean, just every time y'all are doing something, it's like, I'm just like, cause I want to, I want to segue into like 2019 y'all mm -hmm. do a, every sober doses has a theme. Yeah. Right. And, and it's, it's a prophetic, uh, word that the Lord gives, gave, gives us for the year and a, on a prophetic, uh, focus for the year. And we put a creative name on, under that. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about some of the previous ones. Not, not last year's yet, but so the fire fest, the fire fest, I am, uh, I am with, I am with, uh, you had the Jesus picnic. Jesus picnic so yeah. these are all themes. Uh, these are all themes that you've had for your sobredosis. So 2019 comes around, uh -huh. they pray, you get your prophetic theme and it's called the life virus. Uh, the, <laughs> I, we, we are not making this up. So no, no, no. the life you can, virus. You can you can see it on the on our on our social media that we were uh, late 2018. Mm -hmm. The Lord talked about talked about uh, how the gospel was going to be spread as a virus in the wow. world. A life virus, a good virus, a, a good virus. Yeah, as the and 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 because that that's the reason why is that uh, for a virus a virus to be uh, Transmitted. transmitted it needs to be you need to be close to the other mm -hmm. person and now now we understand it right huh? oh gosh now we social distance <laughs> right now that's a normal term we use every day social distancing uh -huh. but i mean i mean so it just it's I, okay so when y'all first started sober doses 
you did one here in Bogota, and that's mm-hmm. where y'all started. And it started off as a youth conference. It exploded. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit showed yeah. up in a way no one imagined. And then all of a sudden, everyone's like, we're 50 years old, but we want to be in there. Uh-huh. right? And so it turned into a everyone conference. Yeah. And so the first place y'all went after that was just to Lima, right? To Lima, yeah. To Lima. Okay, so since then, y'all have been all around Brazil. All around Brazil. Okay, yeah. y'all go to Brazil multiple times a year, mm-hmm. whether it's a Soberdosis conference or just your equipping team for uh-huh. Soberdosis. You and Tato, like yeah. 2019, were gone. Oh my gosh. Yeah, in Rio. It's, in it's Rio de Janeiro. Uh, I mean, so you're all around Brazil mm-hmm. in major cities in Brazil. Uh, you're in Peru again, uh-huh. right? You're all around Colombia. Uh-huh. You've done one in Mexico. Mexico, yeah. Uh, and Mexico I, City, yeah. Mexico City. And I know that there are other countries. Well, Shreveport. Shreveport, that's right. They've come to uh, Louisiana, uh, United States. Uh-huh. Uh, that You were going to go to Israel, and then the virus hit. Yeah. And this year we were also coming to El Salvador. Salvador. Uh-huh. El Salvador. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. In Central, Central America. America. Next and, to Honduras and Nicaragua. Wow. Man, I didn't know that. We all know Nicaragua. It's the missionary. Oh, Nicaragua's where <laughs> yeah. missionaries go. I mean, they need it, but I mean, the government of Nicaragua actually depends on so much missionary uh-huh. help. Uh, someone was telling me that they actually budget around missionaries wow. coming in, coming that. there. But uh, so they th- talk about missionary season. Oh yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> remember right, the missionaries are coming. They're all going to be wearing the same shirt, <laughs> the, the the highlighter green shirt. <laughs> it says probably John three sixteen on it. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, great things happen on those trips. But so this yeah, but Colombia it's a missionary field. Oh too. my gosh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there are parts of Colombia that are still really unreached, probably. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, even Rio Acha has some of the native tribes up there. I mean, yeah. the, most of them are probably reached now, but <clears throat> there's a lot of other places. Even the Amazons. I've been the to the Amazon. Amazons a couple times, and I'm amazed at the Pacific Coast. The Pacific Coast. Yeah. Never been in the Pacific Coast, um, but. It's it's amazing because you started with this one conference. You just wanted something like you wanted to experience the reality of Christianity, that mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit that the Lord says, "I want to give you an overdose." And then, fast forward a little over a decade, and y'all are in all these different nations. It's become a driving force behind your entire church, really, yeah. uh, to where you needed a whole new department. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's well, it, if you remember Jesus culture. Yeah, Jesus culture was a part of Bethel. It became yeah. so big they had uh-huh. to essentially say, "All right, we can't sustain them anymore." Mm-hmm. Which is like sister brother <laughs> stuff. I mean, Soberdos isn't at that point yet. Yet, yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but that's kind of what it's like. I mean, it's just such a big driving force. And um, you know, I want to talk about because we all have amazing memories of Soberdosis yeah. and and like our favorite moments. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, the first of all. The love you feel from the team when you come to one of these events, and if you're listening and you uh, came to the Soberdosis Overdose in, in Louisiana, yeah. then you know what we're talking about. Uh-huh. There's such a love that the team carries. Uh, that that alone is amazing, but there are all these amazing testimonies that also happen, and so I want... Uh, I want I want you to share some of your favorite testimonies from Soberdosis. <laughs> I know you have what what how many, so what's the first year Soberdosis started? When was the first year? 2007. 2007. So we're yeah. talking 13 years. 13 years. Well, 
12 because 2020 has kind of just yeah. like been erased, <laughs> yeah. right? It, it, 2020 well, has been we erased. Got, we got to do a prophetic training in February, on February this year. So okay. it, wouldn't, it wasn't completely blank. Y'all made it. Y'all made it 13 <laughs> years in. But, uh, but you know, I, I, I segued from what we were talking about earlier with the life virus, uh-huh. right? So y'all traveled all around South America and even the U.S., Mm-hmm carrying this message of the life virus Mm -hmm. and then 2020 comes and we know what happens right you get the i mean you want to talk about actually someone wrote us on our social media please don't put these names anymore in our (laughs) don't put any more names in your conferences you know or you know if you're going to put a name you're like you know everyone gets the lottery you know something like that life prosperity (laughs) life the prosperity gospel right uh, you know, we were talking about Robbie Dawkins. Just, just reminded me of a tangent right here. Robbie Dawkins has a shirt that says "The Prosperity Gospel," and then on the back it says "Martyrdom and Persecution: The oh. Real Prosperity Gospel." Oh. Because he says, you know, the people who are persecuted and martyred in Revelations are the ones who are the closest to the throne. Uh-huh. And he says that's yeah. true prosperity. Is mm-hmm. that so anyway? It's <laughs> a tangent, but it reminded me. So this huge prophetic act, traveling around the nations doing this life virus 2020 comes and boom a virus wipes out the world pretty much just stops the world in its tracks i mean you that is you talk about prophetic mm-hmm. um but so from that and through all of sober doses y'all have seen amazing things i've seen amazing things um just thinking about them makes me want to smile and laugh yeah. but i want you to share just a few of your favorite experiences testimonies that you've seen in sober doses hey guys we're going to stop there for today for part one of this interview it went pretty long so we are going to pick up right here on part two in the next episode 